Welcome to Philly Coco Presents Side Project Spotlight, Episode 57. This is a developer's journey into making cool stuff. I am Kotoro. I'm Steve. And I'm Aaron. And we are Philly Coco, a Philadelphia-based Cocoa Heads community focused on Apple development. That primarily, but not exclusively, means iOS, Mac, tvOS, watchOS, and visionOS development. Philly Coco's true desire is to take you higher on your own developer journey. Oof. All right. Well, happy practicing. New Year's. Happy New Year's. Yay. We're back. Yay. 2024. We're back. I don't know about you. I, I, had a, I went to an actual New Year's like shindig for the first time. Like, oh, I had, really? like, like a big, big party thing. Uh, there was live music and, you know, like open oh, bar right, right, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Is that how, how, how was the, uh, how many, how many drinks and uh, how much <laughs> okay, so, yourself? Okay, it was at it was at Broken Goblet Brewing, which I, I think I've talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the first time I think doing this. It's funny. It started out pretty awkward. So I'm there by myself for one thing because I, you know I was I was just I was going I was going alone. I was basically there because uh, Chrissy told me that uh, you know not to not to be be grumpy on New Year's because apparently I was grumpy last year at New Year's. Little kids being <laughs> oh, annoying. Okay. Around, so she's like, "Go and do okay. go to Broken Goblet thing." I was like, "Fine." I paid the I paid the money, got my ticket, I went. And at first, it's really awkward. We get there, and those those of us who bought tickets for the for tables. Like there was a buffet, so we go to eat the buffet. And we're just standing in line in silence. And someone mm-hmm. is like, "This is awkward." I feel like I have to scream. Ah, and someone literally just just starts yelling a little bit just to make some noise. Apparently, people can't handle just being in line silently. Uh, so it starts off like that, and then everybody pairs off and they go to their different tables, and uh, so I'm just like there by myself, at my own table the whole time. But it's okay. The food was decent, and then the the drinks I did not drink that much. I think I had it was like a four hour event or something. I think I had three beers. Oh, you got them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got other other people though. <laughs> other people had like way too much to drink, but I'm guessing they were taking Ubers home or someone else was driving. But I was I was mm-hmm. I never leave that place. Um, you know unable to drive i'm always stone cold sober stone cold sober like i stopped drinking an hour at least before i leave so anyway very good uh the music was really good was really fantastic uh it was a lot of really good it was like all covers you know because it was a new year's but it was really interestingly done was this young band and and uh, i took some pictures with my phone i got some cool shots and that was fun so i had a good time Uh, i had some i had some good beer good time good food and everybody everybody's cool uh we dressed up a little bit some people went like with full suits and other people were dressed down like normal. There's a lot of dancing going on. You don't, I don't usually see that. Like literally okay. on the front of the stage, lots of dancing going on. So I think it was pretty successful. I'm, I'm hoping they do it again next year, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe tweak it a little bit uh, because yeah. it was, it was a little, little bit slow when, when the band was off the stage taking a break. But, uh, right. but you know, but yeah, it was good. Then we did a countdown, and we did a countdown twice because iPhones are way more accurate than the television broadcast. <laughs> you know, like because I don't know how they were getting their TV in, but you know the TV was off by, you know, yeah, m- like seconds. many seconds. So I'm like, we're checking our iPhones and stuff, and we're just like, oh, it's New Year's, and then then they're like, no, wait, it's on the TV. They haven't, it hasn't, the ball hasn't dropped yet. So then we all turned around and looked at the TV, and then we did it again <laughs> with a full countdown. So it was a, uh, it was a thing. Uh, this goes to show you, but it, I, I remember that when I was a kid, if you remember, you know, we didn't have these super accurate clocks. Yeah. So, you know, you'd watch it on television. That's what synchronized everybody. And even then, well, when it was over the air, I think it actually synchronized better. And then everybody would go outside at the same time. Then every, if everybody had cable, I feel like there was like more of a delay depending on how you got your TV. And it's well, just gotten worse over time. So, oh, you so, think about it. Like if you're doing streaming, it's yeah. phenomenally worse. That's what I mean. I, I mean, it could, they, it could be different for each. Like if, I, I, I know, yeah. like in terms of like feedback, it takes at least a couple, like maybe a second or two before like, there's a on the other side. It's like, oh, we got what you're saying, right? So there's a yeah, delay, exactly, so a significant and delay. Yeah, I uh, I think that's what was going on. Maybe their television was a was a over IP as most most is now. So uh, sure. I I just remember nowadays whenever I am around home and you know New Year's happens, everybody goes out to bang the pots and stuff, which um uh and it's all like different times now it's it we're used to be very very coordinated so it's funny we have these devices in our pockets and on our wrists that are accurate to like milliseconds or nanoseconds or something right but we it actually messes up the communal event of new year's eve yeah because because we're not all synchronized 
like even we're somehow not synchronized, even though we have the most accurate clocks in human history. I just find that funny. It's it's been something I've been noticing the last several years. Uh, you know, but I had a good time. So, what did you guys do? Did you do anything? Anything fun? Uh, no, I kept mine's very very low key. Uh, and just watch the ABC. Do the generic. Watch the um, Ryan, Ryan Seacrest stuff for like thirty minutes. Half of which is commercials. <laughs> yeah, well, true. <laughs> I don't know. And drank like a like a glass of wine, like half a glass of wine. So it's not even like I was not even going full tilt. Um, not even. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? No, I didn't. I was sick. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Well, that sucks. I mean, right. last year I was kind of sick, that's and I fair. think that's why I was a little grumpy last year. Mm. In my defense, uh, I was uh, I, I was like recovering. I remember now. Mm-hmm. So that sucks being sick on a holiday on you know New Year's, and then especially yeah. New Year's you can't drink or anything when you're sick. You certainly don't feel like doing that. Sure. No. Yeah, I'm so. still recovering a little bit. No. Oh, well, mostly okay. Cool. You sound so, pretty good. Yeah, you sound great. <laughs> you sound like your normal self. <laughs> um, but. Uh, because we're just in the new year, the obvious episode here was about New Year's resolution of what we intend to do um, as developers. I don't, I don't necessarily prescribe to the concept of New Year's resolution as a general principle, but one of the things that is kind of nice to do is set certain ideal goals for, from a learning perspective, at least for me, of um, maybe something I would like to tackle in the new year, kind of like a nice way to like. Um, especially with the advent of Vision Pro coming out, um, there's always these, uh, there's a clear opportunity to be like, okay, that's a goal that I want to set for myself. So um, do you, Aaron and or Steve, have any New Year's resolutions that uh, you want to tackle for 2024? Let's go with Aaron first for a change pace. Uh, Sure. Uh, Besides just like, Hopefully, shipping something. Um, yeah, I share that. Goal. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a very that's a very nebulous yeah. concept. So no, let's but, let's 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 tighten up yeah. on what that means. Ship uh, something. Ship something like <laughs> in that. the app store as a product to sell on the interwebs. Yeah. XC, yeah, but your I want to play with some kind of like hardware stuff that connects to an app where the hardware is more the focus. So. I don't get like a Raspberry Pi or some one of one of those other mini computers and play with um, doing something where I have some more tactile feedback than just poking around in Xcode all the time. But I'm not sure what what the project is. So, uh, other than that, uh, maybe I'll get around to messing with Mojo and some of the other AI stuff that I've mentioned before, but. I don't know. I don't know. I I need to come up with a more yeah. specific project so that maybe that's so, that's the so, that's the first thing I need to do. Yeah, the AI so, stuff is probably something we should all look at a little bit more. So AI. I guess the um yeah, in air quotes. Yeah, always <laughs> I I I am pretty consistent with doing that. I don't see anybody else doing that. I'm no no one's pointed it out like why do you do that? Because you know, I don't believe that AI is intelligent. So I guess it, I, it, I, not so much that I think that it has like intelligence in the way we would understand it. Not not in the in the sense of like much more of a nebula. Um, it's an algorithm. The, what they call it, like the AGI or um, what is it, artificial general intelligence, yeah. right? Um, I just think it's much useful as a tool to yeah. sort of expand what you could do versus at a, at a higher exponential rate of like say yeah. research or um, exploration of ideas. I feel like I feel like these tools are just something we're going to end up using more this next year. And I, I actually think research is one of the worst uses of these things because you can't believe anything that gets spit out. Because uh, the way I look at those, the the LM types, and I, we're not going to go into whole AI digression, but like it's kind of a lossy compression algorithm for the internet sure. to be really, really, really hand wavy. Don't email me. Uh, you know the it's email like you. they're just yeah. gonna dm you <laughs> dm me don't dm me the the On you know X. so like it, these things they call it hallucination which is probably a, is a weird term but term of art but you know you can't fully trust the results of these things that's why i mean i've generally i've been using stuff like bing and i guess now it's wrapped into the copilot app which is ni- a nice little thing you can use on ios 
because at least there it gives you references so you can like double check it and it's right. basically just interpolating into the search engine results into the prompt i guess and give me and i find that useful but it is good for like if you feed it stuff and you're like process this stuff like make like you can have it make me a, a python script to, to to process this stuff into a chart like it can do that kind of thing as long as i think you can validate the data you're sticking in there or you're getting from it like and you can really use it i, I think for processing different tasks more than looking up stuff although it, it is useful in the sense where you can interrogate known um known like data sources and that that's part of what how the gpts like the at the store that is about to open if it hasn't already by the time you listen to this for open ai that that works like you can give it data and i've thought about doing some stuff with that because oh, where okay. you can just because it's super easy to do it's like there's going to be a gold rush of people making these stupid ai bots because the, it's so the easy. kind of ai stuff is that i'm interested in is not just like oh messing around with the whatever off-the-shelf things that you can subscribe to from OpenAI. It's like building my own models. Or fine-tuning yeah. them. Yeah. You, you're not going to yeah, try to build too. a foundation model, right? That would no, be not like, necessarily. Yeah. But um, also that I think the kind of things that I want to do probably don't need a foundational large language model. Yeah. They're more, yeah. They would be more focused where you can use something more basic where yeah, one I, of these models is complete overkill. I like the... Uh, I like the non lm stuff i think more recently i like some of the things that really impressed me are like this uh i was talking to guys before we start recording like in premiere you can get this plugin mm-hmm. and there's some other services that can automatically rough cut like you can rough cut your multi-cam footage so if you like a podcast multiple people it can just cut the back and forth and stuff for you which can save you like literally hours of time depends on how much you go into it and uh, I don't know. I don't know what the algorithm is they use for that, but it's like you know, it's some kind of model that they trained. That's really cool. And, and the stuff with with visual stuff like Photoshop's auto fill is really impressive. And there's increasingly some video focused um, generative AI models as well, which I I think are going to be really interesting for independent filmmakers uh, at some point. I mean, I am I am fascinated about the rotoscoping idea. Yeah. Um, much more like if the model if the model is just self contained, can it do simple things like okay, I want I have this character that I want to animate based off of like my some my like um my physical acting right? So I do a little dance. The character can do a little. I mean, they technically have that already. I think it's still a little bit morphy. It has a little bit of that like bl- like weird blending issues that it has. But I think is, as what- like. Is there a specific model you're talking about that does that? I forgot what it was called. I think it was like something like Animate Diff, or I know I'm getting it wrong. There's but, some um, product that uses like a generative Yeah, model but I don't know if it necessarily uses any base model, right? I'm, yeah, that's the I'm, thing. Nowadays, everything gets AI slapped on it, and that I don't yeah, even right. know if it's all using what is considered a technique in the AI research space. You know what I mean? Right. I, what I do want to do is... Uh, much closer to what Aaron's saying is like lots of these little micro AIs yes. that would just be yeah. focused on its specific task, but not necessarily like go out of its way to like say, "Hey, I'm AI." Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> I, I I agree. I think the I think I agree with the guys. I think the the best use case for these things, especially for our space, is mm-hmm. you know something's focused that can run on device. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious yes. what, what WWDC is going to be like this year. I really hope that Apple provides some some uh some stuff for us to play with in that regard mm-hmm. in the meantime i mean there are increasingly like open source models that you can run on a decent decent um mac but i mean even i feel like i mean I, like i'm tempted to upgrade <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm gonna start doing that stuff and i'm gonna be like oh it's time to get an m3 max with like for eight thousand oh, dollars no. because oh, there yeah. you can never have enough compute power for these things but there are there are there is um some uh i especially am interested i think in the the visual stuff too because that's like, that's like, that's cool. And it's like, and you, and I've been playing around making over the holidays, I made just these ridiculous images with text prompts, you know, in uh, Copilot, Microsoft Copilot. And also I tried giving it photos. Uh, didn't work super well. I think I want to, I want to try again using something like Diffusion B or whatever. What I think that's what we were using a long time ago to, to try that out. Like one of those uh, on device models to, where you can, because I, what, what I was trying to do is take, I took a photo of like something happening at my, 
the during the holidays, and then I was trying to make it, you know, like it, like you said, rotoscope. But I was trying to make it in the style of. Uh, in this case, it was my nephew wanted a picture in the style of a video game that he likes. I was like trying to make that, and so it kind of worked, but then it kind of it kind of made it so different that it wasn't really right. the same thing anymore. It was just basically overrode it entirely. Mm-hmm. And but the fact is, I was just playing around with that stuff over the over the holiday. It was a lot of fun, not super useful, but I I have found those things to be useful for like making thumbnails or YouTube. Occasionally, I'll do that to help like in canva has an integration so basically all these places we're, we're I, I feel like we're gonna be using ai all, all over the place because it's where it's integrated appropriately it works really well canva has some for image generation and they have one for text generation like magic text i think they call it something like that and it will rewrite your stuff for you like you can say i'll make it like happier make it more blah blah you can give it some some prompting and it'll rewrite your or generate some text in some style like you want to like i'm making a greeting card give me a some kind of happy text for 18th birthday or something and then you can tweak it yourself and that kind of use case uh increasingly is common i think actually i was editing our meetup uh for philly coco's monthly meetup for this week i was just tweaking it just to add like some potential topics of conversation for that meetup uh and it had a little button (laughs) that i didn't touch yeah, a little button. It's like, do you want our AI to generate a uh, description for you? Oh yeah, everything does that now, and they all have that. Like, and you like, know what? Um, well, we had that on that, that. that one in the in the Slack where someone someone was asking about uh, summarizing YouTube videos, and it was like there's like there was a, a summarizer product that you could point apparently at a YouTube video, and and it'll get, create a summary, and it, and it worked decently. I looked okay. at it. And like, that kind of that kind of thing is what these models are really good at because they've been trained in all this stuff and, and you know just being able to understand the structure. Like I think most most of the stuff you're pointing these things at it has a pretty obvious structure anyway to it, so it's it's very understandable why these models have been able to pick up that kind of structure and then extract the important bullet points or whatever for, and bullet point eyes, you know things. That's really useful. That kind of stuff is useful. Uh, again, though, I'm not sure how much I trust the output. I'm gonna have to use them more often on things that i know very well in order to evaluate how accurate it is like I, like is it injecting its own stuff in there or is it just extracting sentences and summarizing it you know i i am sort of curious aaron um, i don't want to accidentally plagiarize <laughs> too that's another thing right. don't, don't use any of these models <laughs> exactly i was like maybe maybe as a starting point maybe just to like yeah, play around with but uh, you know yeah um is there any reason why mojo Getting back to sort of like yeah, the Mojo. specific um, that language is of interest to you, um, um, which I is guess a superset like, of Python. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is cool, man. Just cool. yeah, it's the cool, the cool new thing. <laughs> it's the cool, it's and, cool hotness. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're fair. gonna do a, what, what is so? Can you remind us what Mojo is, Aaron? Uh, do you have a good well, definition? Here? If, I don't know if I can see if I can remember the good definition, but yeah, superset of Python, and the whole idea I think is that it. It figures out all of the like hardware op- optimizations to actually get these like AI systems to run properly on whatever hardware you want to use without having to like hyper optimize your code directly. Python I mean, is like the, you know notoriously slow. Um, is it? Is it the? Is is the analogy? It's the C plus plus of of Python. It's like. Basically, yeah, um, well, sort of, but it's, it's, it's like the Java to... of. It looks like it's a Java of AI. It says write Python or or scale all the way down. It says write everything in one language. That's on their their website. Yeah, I think the, yeah, the idea is that you can like just write write your code in Python, and but that it's like it can still you know it compiles it and can optimize it. So it actually runs properly on on the hardware instead of having to like okay I've developed my code in Python but now to actually get it to scale I have to like rewrite it yeah and and see or something like that I haven't tried this yet but apparently a lot of people I think I think maybe you need a subscription yeah. to the OpenAI stuff but uh, you can you can have like ChatGPT generate Python for you I don't think it's Mojo mm-hmm. but Python is such a it's like a useful language and it's used everywhere for cert for like AI applications, I guess, especially, but also for building charts and all kinds of stuff like that. So, uh, I haven't done Python though in so long. Like I don't remember anything except that, uh, I hate the fact that it uses white space. 
way it does. But other than that, I don't remember anything about using Python, really. It's been so many years since I built anything in it. Right, right. But you don't have to anymore. That's the thing. Like, you can just ask the bot to build it for you because there's apparently been so much Python written that you could generate, like, basic stuff, like, that you need. Uh, I mean, is that is that where we're going? Is that... I mean, one of the things I did find hilarious when I was thinking about, like, why would I ever have it write my code and then i thought well i can write my tests right it'd be great if it could dynamically figure out what kind of tests to write for me don't don't let the tdd and, and, people hear you and then and then uh, oh no they're hating my guts <laughs> it's i mean coming i'm sure, for I'm sure that, i mean I, I freely admit that i'm not i'm 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 i'm, I'm probably 95 percent sure i'm wrong on my opinion here and it's just i'm just to no, in my like, in my I, space I not to not to not to enjoy that experience and it just comes down to enjoyment yeah uh, I, what do i want to spend my time with and i don't want to spend half my time writing the right types of tests to test the thing that i yeah. know i how to how to implement <laughs> so yeah you know something like tca has the very like exhaustive mm-hmm. and like kind of i think well-defined way of, of mocking things writing tests i wonder sure. if you could fine-tune a model to uh with like enough tca examples so it could accurately generate tests for you in in that model that way because it's so it there's like a consistent pattern to it more so than with with um you know just using the normal tools to be fair you want to you know when you're testing behavior you know behavior of a you know some kind of um business logic or that kind of stuff where you want to ensure that the output is correct and is you know proper every time right there's no there's no like regressions or that kind of stuff like it makes a hundred percent sense and i'm absolutely wrong in my opinion i just <laughs> somehow i i'm sort of stuck in this idea that developers are like craftsmen and that we should take pride well, in understanding the depths of this this process but um you know again well, i mean I, you can I, argue I the right. process the process of testing is a part of the experience so yeah, I mean, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to, you can't automate parts of it once you understand what no, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. saying something like the composable architecture, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm just wondering if, if it would be easier to make that work, you know, reliably. Because sure. yeah. I'm not sure how, I, like, when you talk about generating tests, it's like, okay, but, like, what, how is it, what is it going to generate? Like, you know, you, if you, if you write it in a way like TSA, where It'll it's very. It'll give us 100% code completion. But, but what is it testing? Like, the thing is, what is. <laughs> testing it, if the view just shows up. <laughs> I mean, what is it writing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it ha- yeah, it has to, the, the model has to be able to understand, you know, the model has to be able to, like, embed it in, it has to be, like, the structure of your code, you know, so it can, it can regurgitate it. So I, it's my, I guess my point is that a lot of, a lot of the code to write is not as well structured as we might think it is like it has idiosyncrasies in it sure and so sure. it it i wonder how well it would generate I mean, beyond like simple stuff i mean the hilarious yeah. part is it would be hilarious if you can get the thing to write the test it fails the test and then goes you know what i got a solution for that get to a red green <laughs> then rewrites my code red, to, red, make, green. To, to make the, to make it go green and of course it doesn't understand context so it'll completely write it so that it go it just it just passes the test but doesn't actually functionally work yeah yeah <laughs> you, i mean that's the thing idea. about all this stuff. that's what i mean you can't you can't trust the output of these things 100 percent. so you have to know what exactly. you're doing first exactly. so first write the test by hand go through the pain and then you can no. use the, the tool to automate it it's, it's like uh, it's like but, it's like veggies to kids it's yeah just, so basically you know, it's important to do i get it but oh, yeah I so just, uh, so basically aaron is going to build some kind of ai monstrosity to take over the world with and, uh, and, some and, kind of hardware, and, and then and then it, it connects to a robot, for yeah, which then a robot. Will, will basically be our new Skynet. And there's and yeah. then there's a really simple like Swift UI iPhone app with a button on it to to turn it on and off on on, on Apple Watch, <laughs> on Apple Watch, so that we so right. that you can that turn we, it off that at any we, time. That we would sh- that we we stream the commands to the iPhone, for which yeah. then we'll send the signal to the Apple TV, for which then we'll send the signal to the Vision OS. That's right. And then when <laughs> Apple and then when Apple says I'll reject it because it doesn't do enough, and Aaron will be like, Do you want the robots to take over or not? Accept my app. <laughs> Oh, that'll be an interesting conversation oh with uh, the reviewer. Uh, yeah, app review. Oh my god, app review. We could go um, on the whole thing, but let's not go on the whole thing about app review no, being no. annoying. Uh, uh, okay, so um, I guess we can move on to, <laughs> to you, Steve. Okay, so <laughs> what, what, I have your New Year's resolution. I have way too many things. Mm-hmm. So let's that, tighten in that mind. Up. I have way too many things because uh, I have a lot of stuff going on. So I was thinking. The one of the big things I've been doing, we, we briefly touched upon this. I want to I want to use more AI tools. We just talked about that, mm-hmm. but 
I my goal, of course, is to with Aaron here is to ship something by WWDC before WWC. I hope because that's mm-hmm. six months, right? I'm like, sure. Um, and I'm talking about, like small things. I have several side project ideas I've been tinkering with that I've gotten from places, and we talked about some of them here. So I just have to like finish one of these things enough to just ship it, even if it's just like a free app. I just want to get it shipped. So that's mm-hmm. like number one kind of priority there for the programming thing is, is ship a freaking i'm gonna write down the notes ship a freaking side project you loser okay so that's why i wrote my note to myself and then <laughs> you said that's just that's the that's the keep keep me motivated okay. and then All so right. i could read that Whatever every works. day uh <laughs> and then uh but besides that you, you know what you can make what that yeah, hasn't been done yet for Vision That's Pro. That's impossible. Oh, with Vision Pro. All right. I was going to get to that. A, you, can get make a, you can make a fart app. I, they're not going to reject that immediately. Why would they reject that? Because they always do. They said there's, there's too many. They, they reject it because there's too many on the iOS platform. No. no there is not, they don't zero. want. There is they don't zero, want. There is zero. AR farts. AR farts you, you are too can much. Just, all you're doing is just, you just have fart. You just, you just, you just, you just pinch. You just you, you you have emoji clouds you, coming out. You, I mean, you just, just have cloud. Like you just, the more you pinch, the more smoke just like blooms around you. God. The AI fart, and, apps and then you, you and then coming. and then you, you double pinch to like get the extra like the extra squeeze. Oh, you, you would oh, squeeze. God. You get the, you get the you do the drag gesture to do that little kind of fart. You know? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> we're and, we're, uh, we just and, we just can't and, help but talk um, about what, fart what, apps what, on this what, podcast. Uh, just how just how horrible can we make this? Uh. <laughs> but yeah, Vision OS is one of the things I have. Maybe, but uh, I want to talk about that briefly uh, with sure. you guys about the viability of, of working on Vision OS side project when you probably don't have the hardware. But before that, the other thing I have been doing already and I'm going to focus more on is backend stuff mm-hmm. and, and server-side stuff because it's been a while since I was doing a lot of that. Maybe I'll learn a different language. Not sure yet, but I, I started pretty small. Like uh, Yesterday, I was setting up a DigitalOcean droplet for the first time like from scratch for years. And not for really, I was using like a one step installer for Ghost, but I like I had to set it up and log in, and and uh, I was able to play around with uh, with uh, DigitalOcean again, and uh, and that's just like step one. I don't know when I'll get to building like custom stuff on the back end, but I was thinking about it because for my other my other thing I do like the Jenkinton Arts Garage stuff, I'm trying to redo the website before my Squarespace subscription is up in like a week. So because oh, because it got really expensive. It, I, I looked yeah, at my, yeah. I looked at my, um, I looked at the, I was doing the books right, for the year, and I was like, I was like, how, why does this feel like it's more? It has, but it's gone up significantly since I subscribed, and it, it's not that useful to me. So, mm-hmm. uh, because sure. our business model for, well, what count? It's barely a business, but anyway, we used to do events during the pandemic, and then that became uncompetitive, and so we've been trying to get this podcast to work, and then we transitioned that to a YouTube show, and we're trying to build up the audience there. But I really want a good home base for everything. I really need the website to be a centerpiece and maybe do memberships, that kind of thing. So I was looking around for different products. And I was I, I settled on trying out Ghost. And you can just pay them $9 a month. And that's what you know a normal smart person would do. But a crazy smart person would say, I'm just going to build it myself. Because it's only seven dollars a month with backups from digital. Now, you know the 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 thing is, you probably should just subscribe to Ghost Pro if you're going to try this because they give you basically everything. However, there's limitations with it, and you know it's and the the it scales up based on how many members you have, like how many emails you're going to have. But what you can do is just install it yourself, and then you can set up Mailgun, which is their their integration for sending email, and they have a free plan which they hide from you but still exists, a pay as you go plan which. And then you can just link them together. It took me, I don't know, I went to get it all installed, mostly me waiting for scripts to run because I picked the slowest, cheapest DigitalOcean droplet. And, uh, you know, it took like about an hour or two. I don't know. I don't know however to get it installed. But uh, beyond this, I want to, you know, besides getting this set up, I now I have a little space where I can experiment with things. So I want to mess I want to mess around. This is not as, as like, it's not like WordPress. We can just install whatever you want willy nilly, which is one of the reasons I I didn't want to use WordPress because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. I was like years ago I used WordPress. I'm just not not ready to go back to that level of pluginness, <laughs> you know. But the, the the idea is now I have a little little droplet again, and I I need to redo my my personal web page and blog and do something similar to this. I'm gonna like probably just kill that droplet. I have a really really old version of Ghost on my blog that keeps breaking. 
and I can't easily upgrade it. So I'm probably just going to kill the whole droplet and start over again. I have like four articles that nobody cares about. Um, and, but anyway, my point is I have this little place now and now I can start thinking about for this other business. Um, cause I'm, I really need to turn it into a business in 2024. That's like the goal. Like need uh, some revenue. So that's a, that's a real, that, like, that's a, it's real, a real, goal. a real goal. Like that's like my, this is why I've been not, I've been, I've been this is the, this is the tug Jenkintown, of war with, this is the Jenkintown, yeah, Jenkintown arts cross stuff. So okay. that's why I've been like torn between like the coding stuff and mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's been, it's been a lot of time management stuff because I, I need this to be like revenue generating. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't keep float. With, I don't want to keep spending money on all this stuff for, you know, with, with nothing. And so I need to need to get the, the show that we have to work or, maybe something else so so this gives me an avenue to build up like a patreon type of service Mm -hmm. but own it myself with the complexity that can come with that but it it means in the long term there's more more options and since i'm technical maybe if i want to build something then now i can i like have a place i can just do it and i don't have to worry about um i'm on on some service that i don't have control over i mean that's why i tried it you know you know it still is relevant especially when we're talking about career uh, keeping your career options open. Oh, that too. <laughs> you're diversified, right? You know, you're not just, you know, you're, I don't even know if you're like, if they call that a full stack developer in that sense. I mean, it's still a term. They, it's a term, but, but it's much more pertaining to like from the front end to the back end web development, yeah. right? Versus like an iOS front end, back end. Like yeah. you're, you're going the like, full like, distance. <laughs> like I want to build, I want to build for something. I want to build some kind of API back end in some mm-hmm. other language. Either, Either in the updated version of .NET, because I've done that before in .NET, mm. and I haven't done the latest versions of it, or some other language, maybe Swift, maybe something something else, maybe, you know, some, maybe probably something else, honestly, with Swift, even though no, don't, it, don't do it would be, I, 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 I'm so curious to do it with Swift just because, you know, I mean, but uh, I, I want to do something just, as you're right, just because I, it's been a while since I've been in that game with the modern tools and the, mm-hmm. and like the modern, the modern versions of, of of like CI tools that are available. Like, like at work we use all this stuff, right. But we use, you know, it's like, we don't use the stuff you would use yourself for your own indie projects. Like we don't use GitHub. We use GitLab, you know, is that right? GitLab. We use all internal stuff. We have our own Jenkins for CI. Like I want to use Xcode cloud and try that out. I want to use the, just like GitHub actions. I want to use maybe circle CI for stuff, you know, just to like get the experience. Yeah. I mean, Um, I, using Xcode cloud. I want to use yeah. Xcode Cloud because it's there. It's there. <laughs> and it's, I've it's, never gotten it to work. And I just yeah. want it to work. I just want well, to be we proved we, to me that it works, Apple. We were doing we were doing it for I think our issue at the time, because it was also beta, was that we were trying beta. to it was just, it deploy just, it to just a pure watch OS app. I believe yeah, it wasn't at the time. Like that. And it just didn't work for whatever reason. But um we'll see. But back back end stuff is yeah. what I want to focus on some more this year and ship something. Uh, and may, and and I want to build something. And I said before, I want to build something with t- with composable ar- composable architecture just to learn it. Interesting. Uh, so that's going to be like I, that may or may not be something that ships. I just want to try like an actual app to build it that way because TCA can go really deep. I mean, I've been fo- if you've even been on the Slack for for the for those for point free like the, mm-hmm. the stuff people post there, they go like they they go deep on the on this uh, architecture and they find all the little. Edge cases. That Slack is a private Slack, or is that um, a, like you have to subscribe to their is thing that for to members? To yeah. Is that a members I only? I guess. I joined it. I don't know if it's just for members. I I don't remember how I got into. it. <laughs> I did subscribe to them, so maybe that's why I got into it. I don't know, but I mean, I I would recommend everybody in the uh, everybody in the iOS you know Apple developer ecosystem should probably subscribe to Point Free. <laughs> like for real they i don't know if their sale is still going on and they don't know me i don't know them and i'm they're not sponsoring us i'm this just telling your, you this is, your, this is your not a sponsor, sponsor this is my not a sponsor i'm just saying like the point point free and function functional programming concepts are extremely useful and they're in and they're very common in swift but they're not necessarily common in the community uh as much although they're coming more well understood they're not as well understood yeah, but it, just it, like point free will help you understand. So mm-hmm. I, I think fair. you should probably that's subscribe. Fair. They they seem like nice guys too. That's and good I, educational. You know, oh, they are um they are doing a try. They are I think they're doing a talk on try Swift. Oh, cool. um, I've seen some of the talks Japan. on on YouTube and they're great. Yeah, um, that's a conference in Japan and New York. But they're yeah. I think it's, but, I think that's happening in March. 
Yeah, I so, think I think we had links in the last episode to like things like Swifty Stack. So basically, two things I did yeah. last year. I think it was Swift Swifty Stack, and then the point free subscription. Those two things helped me to, and I'm still gaining. I'm gaining value from. I'm still like reviewing that the content and those those things. The the professional development, if that's like a goal of yours, 2024 yeah, as yeah. an Apple platform developer, I I just cannot recommend enough both those Swifty Stack and the uh, and the point free. Just tr- just do it. Just do it. Like pay for it for a month or whatever, and just you know for the point free. Just go check it out. <laughs> um, no, seriously, you'll just yeah. your mind will be expanded if you haven't already been doing a lot of functional programming stuff. Sure. Um, so, and they have a lot of good good Swift UI content. Uh, cool. Anyway, so that's so backend app app publishing, and uh, we already talked about some of the AI things. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what my I think my focus is going to be because uh, I, I need I need um, revenue. Okay. So, <laughs> well, that's a good goal. That's like, a good goal. Like that's that's like my primary that's motivator. I was like, primary is this going to help me make money? Right. Yeah. I, I was like, so it's it's my my other my other gig, my other project here is like I needed to make money, so I'm going yep. to be trying anything I can, and and that means probably stuff outside of the Apple ecosystem. So that'll be a nice uh, change of pace, get me some yeah. more um, recent mean, experience in that stuff. I think that's also good to understand from sort of a, you know as an up, as you update with variety of things of what, what's been working, what's not been working. It'll be kind of an interesting um, lesson for us in your journey. <laughs> we will yeah, vicariously I mean, go along the business ride with you. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the goal building, building some businesses. I mean, I guess that could be the overarching goal. 2024 is sure. Is, is get, get the, get actual revenue, man. Get revenue. Make, make the money. Get, make, make more than, more than the studio display money. I mean, seriously, I don't need. Mo- I just want a time. I mean, we made I, the first, we got like someone to give us donations once, and it was st- it was like five dollars, and it was someone's dad. It was still awesome. Like, I just want people who give you money for for finding value and something you created is a wonderful experience, and I want to continue doing that, and I want it to grow to the point where I can just do that all the time, and not have like the you know the day job. That's the end goal, but that's like not a twenty twenty four thing. That seems unlikely, right? right. But but like you know, that's the end goal. I think for, for I'm still in that mindset, even even though it's it's not worked out so far. But that's you know the, the mindset a lot of people in the, the community had a long like years ago, and I feel like it gotcha. might be coming back now. I think it might be coming back. I feel like we're we're back. We're almost right. back with the whole indie thing again. I feel like yeah, I feel it. Right? You feel it, guys? You feel it? I do. I we do got like the conferences back. We got the cool Swift language stuff is getting exciting again. We got the AI tools. That are exciting people. We got Vision OS. So I, I'm I'm on the I'm on like the little like shaky boat kind of experience. It's like I've been on this hype train before. I know for the past two or three years. Like, am I am I ready for this new one? This new wave because no, it's coming. You got to ride. You got to ride the hype. I hype. Know, I got to ride the hype waves. I guess gotta, we should gotta, think gotta, of them gotta, as waves instead of trains. That way you can surf them. Yeah, got to surf the surf, hype surf them at the peak and then get out. <laughs> get yeah, out the moment out. it's the peak. Get out. That's right. <laughs> Put all your chips um, in. Be like done. All right. Now now I mean, now yeah. crash. So 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 What about you? Uh, I'm going to do this in reverse order of our little list here. But um, uh, this year, I plan to at least ex- start experimenting with sort of fighting game mechanics using the Godot engine. I think it's kind of not necessarily a passion, but it's kind of like what I've always wanted to do. So I might start building just basic prototypes in Godot game engine versus Unity. I want to see just how far I, I you know, I whether or not I like the experience. Because I think every time I use Godot, something feels just slightly off. Um, it's just how I approach my tools. Um, but it's improved over time. And so I feel like it's almost like how I felt about Unity in the beginning, where it felt great to use a good fair bit of the time, but there's always something just a little bit off, and I just have to be patient with the with the development. The development of the Godot engine is at 4.2, moving to 4.3 pretty rapidly. And a lot of it is at core, because it's an open source game engine, um, they just improve at a at an exponential rate that is fantastic and um generally speaking um the team that makes it seems genuine and uh they have um you know they're not going to go full unity <laughs> in terms of like changing their ne- price never, go <laughs> never go full unity never go full unity oh my goodness all right so that's that um i want to procreate came out with a new animation software called dreams um, oh, that's cool. Which is kind of like 
animation software I've always wanted to make for um, the iPad, and I've sort of built prototypes for us in the, you know, um, not for us, but um, in the past to test out animation using Pencil Kit. Um, it's still, it, it, you know, as a tool, it, it, it's a little weird because it's trying to be two things at once. It's still trying to be Procreate. So Procreate is a drawing app um, uh, similar to Photoshop or um or uh clip studio or any of those type of drawing apps um but what i liked about procreate um the the drawing app was that it was just very non-intrusive it wasn't you know the controls weren't always in your way you just like you had certain simple dials and you can just focus on the art um procreate dream is a little bit of the deviation away from that and so it's still procreate it's it's the new procreate art engine inside of the animation tool but the the timeline kind of is of this weird wonky very liquidy timeline that i'm not sure i entirely agree with from an experiential point of view or it takes a little time to get used to um so it's not like a traditional keyframe animation app or even like a like flash where you can kind of more like a vector animation app where you can like take shapes and morph in animate the morphing in between one shape to the other um, in the timeline so it takes a little getting used to i think the learning curve of procreate dreams versus procreate is a little higher so I'm, I'm trying to like figure out what i like about it whether or not i can create a tool that can actually complement that to be a little more free-flowing um as a keyframe animation app versus this app so i think i might still consider doing an animation app but much more of a sketchy variety version mm. for the ipad that would be my goal if i was going to continue that path uh, so I might explore that. So I'm going to explore Procreate Dreams before I I really decide on whether I want to pursue that as a as a bigger project. The other thing that I'm trying to do is get good with shaders. Um, metal shaders really uh, helped uh, my exploration with metal shaders. If uh, in, in the prior um, podcast, if you've been following that journey, has been kind of crazy, and I've been really enjoying exploring what I can do with shaders. One of the things that I think is a very not sneaky sneaky ish kind of feature that they added in iOS 17 was the ability to do to add um, metal shaders as a modifier, uh, which I believe you could still kind of you could have done before using something called like visual effects modifier, but this one now has much more concrete, you know, um, modifiers, color modifier, layer modifier you know, um, layer effects, color effects, um, distortion effects that are like are around certain particular principles around shaders that we can do to manipulate not just the vertices or the, the, the pixels, um, pixels in this case, um, uh, but also like the colors and combination of the, of the thing, of all of them, because you, know, you can stack these modifiers, uh, like you normally can with any modifier in Swift UI, you can do a lot of crazy visual effects. I mean, we're at basically like with SwiftUI, you could do stuff that you could do in like old school Flash uh, in the first version of SwiftUI, cool. where you can like morph shapes into the other and yep. like animate them and shrink them and scale them and rotate them. This version, iOS 17, now you add this effect where you can add particle effects without relying on like a Sprite Kit game engine or um, morphing. Um, shapes in way crazier different um uh like a ripple effect or um uh, you can get those effects quite easily you know it wasn't so that you couldn't do it before using a, like a metal shader view with ui view representable but you can actually um do that uh, take those meta shaders and uh using dynamic lookup it, you get access to it through uh, as like almost like a static function through the shader library down you know pixelate or whatever um, and really all you need to do is have, you know, collect your stash of, you know, metal shader files um, in, in which, you know, um, Paul Hudson has as a, for example, as a, uh, in his Inferno library. It's just a, a ton yeah. of metal shaders that you can get anywhere on the internet. Once they're there, you can just use it and utilize them into your app uh, practically for free. Um, but you want to you wanna learn how to make them, right? I do want to learn how to make them or at least be able to read them because the hardest part about shaders and the shader language, the hugest, one of the hugest barriers to entry is metal is written in a sort of C++, I think it's like 14 uh, standard. Um, and it, so it's a C++-like language. 
Uh, and oh, that in not, itself it's is not, not. It's not actually C plus plus. It's not actually C plus plus. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was. I, thought I might it was. be wrong. I maybe. I'm, pro- I'm probably wrong here, but um, basically, the way it's it's C plus plus like. It's definitely like not not the C plus plus I used to write in college. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no star. <laughs> there's no prefix of stars everywhere, pointers or stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it's optimized for um, being able to for being able to do like complex math, uh, mm. trigonometry, sign, you know, all that you know stuff that you thought you got away got 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 away from once you graduated college. I mean, you um, did, yeah, not not if I you mean, want to do metal. <laughs> I mean, not if you want to do metal, scrims. right? I mean, not, or game development for that matter. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, oh, that's you know, the thing that's that's uh, crazy about this and in in sort of further context vision os is that you will uh have to learn that stuff you don't get away with it you don't get away from it now um even in vision os it's not particularly in vision os i think people misunderstand um like you can do the generic i'm going to build a window style app Mm -hmm. um and it'll just stay within contained within the window and still be perfectly functional be perfectly fine first generation Vision OS apps will primarily be glorified uh, desktop apps, apps or, yeah, uh, right. in 3D, and maybe the the sell point is that you can stretch the windows to absurd, you know, absurd distances of height. Hey man, width, right? A billion want, Excel cells. If, if you want your Excel sheet to to I be at to the, the height moon. of your the height of your um, your ceiling, <laughs> you I could do. do it. I want, um, I want massive Excel sheet. I want my entire yeah. wall to be an Excel. I, I, at least as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, you can do that, right? You can do 10 windows, you know, let's, I'm, I'm assuming 10 or more, right? Because you can just stack them and then reorder them in however ways you want to, right? So in a way, it's like basically saying before, you don't have to buy, you know, like if you're a day trader, right? Normally you're constrained by how many monitors you can see right you yeah you don't have, like, you don't need you have, to buy have, like, like three five hundred dollar monitors you can buy one thirty five hundred dollar headset you can wear for two <laughs> hours at a time it makes right. perfect sense for day traders right but think about it right like day traders would also have like say maybe like they need to watch the news right but then they want to watch like you can watch up to six 4k videos i think i think that was the term at the same time at the same time right so you can watch like cnn fox whatever right new uh business or whatever the the yeah. cnc whatever looping. those and then just you just have them yeah. there on this on your left side you have your your dashboards and all the charts and whatever on your front of you and then you maybe have like articles on your you know so you have well, like five five articles on your right it, side it, whatever right this whatever assumes day traders that do the, the window manager is better than the mac os one which that's a fair point because i mean I, you um, need to be able to like come back into it and have everything exactly where it needs to be well, again yeah, so the I think the challenge, like that, in, in, probably most likely Safari will be the biggest app being utilized, right? Oh, yeah, because you can just put a giant, like you can just browser windows do stuff. Right. So then what is the value of an app to give you, that will give you much more um, dialed in controls yeah. of like, Plus the, you know, but maybe those browsers aren't optimized for right. um, that experience, right? Or the yeah. other one I, I can think of is like, Maybe you do online gambling, which I'm not a fan of, but you could technically play, you know, 20 poker games at once. <laughs> I mean, you, you could, you could, or, or play chess.com 20 times against 20 <laughs> opponents, right? Like there's, that's an idea. Or, or you could build an AI bot to do it for you. You could do that too. Don't do that. Don't do that. I think that's, that would be probably definitely but, but, violating but to be able, the rules. To be able to, but to be able to see it is... You know somebody's doing that if they haven't already done it. You know uh, well, it. Well, here, we, we've put it out there in the universe. We didn't so. put it out there. It's already been out there. I don't, uh, all right, I'm not going to take look, credit for I'm that. I'm sorry. I, but, I mean, yeah, don't. I could, I, I, I'll take credit for it. We don't recommend because... gambling in any form. No. I mean, it's fine, but it's, you know, do with... Res- you are a responsible yeah. adult. Yes. Be a responsible we're, adult. We're not going <laughs> to recommend it, though. Yeah. So, uh, but, so um, you want to do... You want to do, if I'm hearing right, you want to do some Vision OS stuff with, and you want, you're saying you need to understand more about game development and like, like things like metal shaders in order to do the advanced stuff on Vision OS? I think just to, to do the cool stuff, for the lack cool of a better stuff. word. Um, I think one of the things that I find interesting about metal shaders for iOS 17 is it introduces a different UI paradigm 
that we didn't have access to, or we had access, but it would have been a lot more painful to do prior to iOS 17. So imagine loading screens that are a lot more engaging than just your, you know, skeletal um, swipes or whatever. It's, it's totally what I, I dream about regularly, loading screens. Right. But the point is, is like part of loading screens um, design is to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, right? Your, your device like, is too slow. Your internet is too slow. Yeah, but like this glorified spinning thing is like a very yeah. annoying. Like over time, yeah. you're just like it's just cause it's just I'd, one of those. I'd, weird I'd rather have like, like a, a flappy like bird clone, right? To play, but or that would be cool. But much more like in terms of like stuff can kind of slowly animate in in a more you know um, ethereal way, or yeah, much yeah. more. Like, like I feel like this was going to you, bring back skewmorphism. You can in make different fashions. Right? So you can apply metal shaders. You're saying to more mundane user interface elements, just mm-hmm. to make the experience of using the entire application better. Right, and I think that the immersiveness of that mm-hmm. can yeah. come back a little bit cl- closer to like skewmorphism days. Where in, are you talking about in in like a iOS app or just or still talking about Vision OS? Vision both. OS, both um, because it does. I it think. works across the platforms, right? The, right. Like you can do metal shaders across. All of Apple's platforms, correct? I mean, some of the best video games I've felt that had the best UI design had ways to like sort of um, captivate your eyes a little bit or like okay. keep you in the immersion of the app experience or the game experience. Like mm-hmm. Persona 5 is like my pinnacle of like absurd uh, UI interactions and UI transitions. Um, the loading screen has people like walking through the buses, but they're like static images, but there's like all this sort of Mm. thought and detail of like keeping you immersed in that world right um and it has a personality that is just like it's unapologetically what it is i, f- I, I feel think, like you're you're working yourself up to just making a game yes like a full-on I mean, vision os game lie. <laughs> that is not a lie i think vision day one OS game. day one when I started working uh, for my company, I was like, uh, I think we're going to make a game. And they're like, eh, we don't make games here. It's like, yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I mean, a, a Vision OS game. I feel like you want to make a Vision so OS game. So the Vision OS game, I, I um, yeah, so the other, the last sure thing that, that means, I... I'm not sure what that means, a Vision OS game, but... The last thing I was thinking about doing, getting back to the Vision OS thing, I was thinking it'd be kind of interesting, which is um, to make a dance game. Oh, like like uh, you mean like, like DDR, dance or DDR, dance rush, stardom, uh, those types of like. But can but, you can you with thirty five hundred dollars of of glass and aluminum on your head? So here are two problems. And um, some aside straps. from aside from the one you just mentioned, which is the strap. <laughs> That's like the one I think it, of would the anybody, most. Would anybody be bobbing with thirty five hundred dollars on their head? Right. I don't know. So that would be That'd one be, thing. They'll bob for like with like a thousand dollars. Isn't that how much the right. uh, the the meta thing is and the high end one like a thousand dollars now or something or eight hundred? I don't know. It's like it's at least yeah. some hundreds. So the other option, the other problem is you don't. I don't think Vision OS has any. It has a camera that points down, but I don't know if it can read what your feet are doing. If it can read what your feet are doing, then maybe I can do something that's similar to DDR, where I can like say, oh, you're on this side of the internet, or or dance rush. Uh, stardom where you're on this side or that side um so you could, the other you could... option i was thinking would be actually interesting and cool um was to be able to like use your hand to like i mean it's basically beat saber but just punching or tapping <clears throat> or like, hey, that sounds fun. um so the idea I'm... is to create a way so that like maybe if you hit something they will like fly away or like you're knocking them out of the way right but then it's like to the beat of a music. Yeah. How about um, um? How about using your iPhone as a camera pointed at you, wearing the Vision OS, so if it can't see your feet, at least your phone can see your feet. Oh, that relay that back. <laughs> you just have and it on top. for the lag. Just, you just you just have it pointed down to you. Yeah, just have the well the camera in front. You know, you can use your iPhone yeah, as a camera yeah. with Apple TV now for video yeah. calls. Like yeah. same thing. Like have it sit sit there looking at your you, and then oh, it can track your feet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that the camera, I thought the camera was on the Vision West was was pretty wide angle. They see. are, but I, I don't, don't know if you're know. right. Or right. I don't know. It's meant. I think the the it's meant for you sitting down though. Mostly. Yeah, that's that's, that's mostly. That well, that's the thing. It's or, like it's meant to look for your pinchiness, your pinchy hands, right? Yeah. So I don't know um, about the feet thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing that I wanted to do was like be able to take your hand. One of the trippiest things I ever saw with any of these sort of VR tools was they were able to 
when they incorporated a leap motion device on one of the Mark, the MK, the Mark II or something like that, um, VR devices. Uh, so this was when I was at Philly Game Forge when they were kind of like the, kind of like the little like art studio games, uh, indie game studio back in yeah. the day. And they, um, one of the experiments was they had um, the leap motion onto a VR device. And then when you're in the VR, you're looking at your hands and they kind of track your hand movement. And so they can basically uh, skin a 3D robot model hand onto your hand. So your hand oh, looks cool. like they're robot hands or some other I want, one. I want robot hands. <laughs> And then, and then it's like, it's like, it's, it's really trippy to like, look at like, whoa, like, and then, so I wanted to do something where maybe not so, not, not so dramatic, but maybe like you would have like these sort of like power gloves or something like that, that would like track with your hands. Uh, Because we can do that with AR kit that we can, we can identify your, uh, already we can identify like your, the rig of your, your hand um, Mm -hmm. and what it's doing. Like basically this the the like what each part of your index of your hand is doing and track that uh to track what you can you know whether or not you want to shoot a beam or hit something so one of the yeah. one of the experiments I want to do like a base experiment is to build like like blocks coming at you. We already have like a test app on Apple a sample app called happy beam yeah yeah like that I, I want to just strip that down and just be able to be like do a karate chop <laughs> although so <laughs> and, to the, the, I would like to also do some Vision OS stuff, but the, my question about the Vision OS stuff is, if we don't have the hardware, like, are we too limited? I mean, are we? How much can you do without the actual hardware? Nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, that's my thing. So I don't. I'm I'm hesitant to spend I mean, much time looking at Vision OS stuff because I I don't see myself having access to the hardware anytime in the you know near future. Even let, after let me rephrase out. that. If you're building a traditional app, uh, in a sense, in the same context, maybe in yeah. but still using like a visual and the pointing to the Vision OS um, native target, um, you can build a very simple app, oh, a straightforward app. Yeah. By the way, like the App Store, I think automatically includes all your apps in Vision OS unless you turn it off. Right. I noticed this. Uh, I went in there and I was like, no, this was not no way. This thing is going to even work in Vision OS. I like. I do not believe that. I mean, it'll work. No. It'll work in the same way like an iOS or iPad app would work on your Mac. It's going to work it's poorly. Basically, I turn that off yeah. too. It's going to work yes. poorly. I don't need that. I don't need yes. another. I don't need an, another. I don't need my. I don't need stuff that was built like ten years ago in Objective C, trying to run on Vision OS, a platform I will not even have access to. So when I get the sure. bug reports in about how it doesn't work in Vision OS, I'm like, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I can't even run this thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't need that hassle. The the, the one thing you can just, just a warning. Say is like we don't <laughs> Turn it support off Vision OS. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. Like unless you're um, just be, be be cognizant that that's a thing. I didn't realize that it was it automatically opted every application in. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. But I think, um, um, anyway, you were saying, you're, yeah, yeah. The, the, how do you, what can we do if you if you're just building a regular app? I could kind of see you use a simulator. You can get it working, and if it works decently in the simulator, it's probably okay. And then maybe there'll be a continued expansion of lab type deals. If you can try stuff out, maybe. But what if, if you want to make like a Vision OS experience that's not a flat, you know, like the, the like a two D screen in Vision OS. I mean, I don't see how you can do that very well without the hardware. No, I I mean, the hardest part is like understanding, like the simulator, as far as I understand, it doesn't at all, um, like give you a sense of what makes it special, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, I don't, I can't, I can't justify buying it if it's $3,500 or more. So for version one of something, I, I just, I can't. So sure. I think there's a lot of people like me that are just not, I mean, how are we going to back? So maybe someone well, can you, buy you one just, and then rent it you out. Just, you just have to, you just have <laughs> to convince your company that you need to develop for it. <laughs> then I mean, yeah, I guess, except my, my company, and, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but yeah, I guess that that's what I mean. So if you work for a company that has access to the funds for it, it seems it makes sense to them to buy it, but oh, I don't know. Oh, I feel like there's oh, a lot of it, oh. like indie apps. How about how are? It, I mean, I guess there's it, there's a lot of indie developers. I mean, thirty five dollars is not like an obscene amount of money just if you're going to build something. But um, I don't have any revenue. <laughs> so I mean, the it's, way it's the, too much. 
I mean, I, w- I don't I w- know. I would, I, w- I would say I'm probably gonna buy you're, one anyway. You're, I'll just you're, watch. I'll just end up with one. I'll just like, t- I'll just slack you one day. I was like, you know what? Just like I did with the Apple Watch, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go buy one. I just want to got it. <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. What about? I mean, the way the, the way I'm looking at it is much more like I, it would almost have to be like a, a purchase from work versus like a purchase that we would personally do or everybody groups together. And then it's like a shared oh, vision. A shared you got to reset then, it each time you go to person, yeah. right? So we have to I, start a company and we definitely need a path to making money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We have a, we got to get that vision OS money. Yeah. Now we need, now it's upgraded from, from, <laughs> That's upgraded studio, from display. studio display money to it's, vision. OS. Studio display like but, but, three vision but OS, but the vision OS money, I mean, you got to put it up front. So, yeah, it's right. basically Vision OS money is essentially Wait, we gotta, studio we to, display money times three. I feel like this it's is like, like an, this is how MLM, <laughs> MLMs work. It's like you got to put some money up oh, yeah. first. You got to get you know, some skin in the game. I don't know, man. I'm I'm so curious. It's like I feel like I know we're like we're getting a little over time now, but yeah, yeah. And we keep talking about the Vision OS. Vision OS is uh, I feel like it, there's a potential for a gold rush again, but I don't think it's going to happen right away i think it might be yeah. a little more slow roll maybe maybe not though because it's like if it's see the thing is it's going to come out and then people are going to experience it and in, in some way and if apple's smart off some way for you to like experience it and once people do from from the early reports i read it is really really mind-blowing and if it that's true if that if that holds that it beyond just like the golden path demo if it really is that amazing of an experience for people like or or novel i mean that could generate a lot of sales you know and it could generate a lot of interest in getting software and then there there could be a whole other gold rush thing for the few people that have it and so i don't know i mean i could i could also see it being a slow roll where it's like in maybe a couple years from now where it's real big the way i look at it is like there are going to be a group of people I mean, there's a reason why it's called Pro. There's Pro in the in the title. Yeah, yeah and, I think Pro is when when Apple says it's going to cost you a, like a, a lot, lot of money. Like, prepare right. to sell but, your car to buy this. But the thing That's is, like, this is not targeted to people like us. This is more targeted to people who've got a <clears throat> lot of extra well, income. The a same people of, who buy Leica cameras are going to buy Vision Pros, right? Well, there's that, and then there's the other. Group and then there's of, legit. There's like businesses are going to buy it because it has legitimate, like, real legitimate. It's going to help them make money. Or design right. shops are going to buy it. People are designing, uh, I think, a lot of hard, a lot of different things. So that's I the thing mean, that if you're I, if you're in the software space that services customers that are likely to buy it, then it makes sense. If you're like me, you know, floundering here to like you know put something in the app store this year, you know, it's like you're not. It's not justifiable. So I, I mean, it, it really comes down to your individual situation. I don't think we can blanket say it's 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 going to be like you know one, useful or one. not for you to buy one. One idea that I think would be amazing would to be like, well, I could do uh, floor planning with this. Yeah, now, floor planning. Right? Yeah. Games. Uh, I feel like I games are going to be big, though. I, I visual effects, right? Like, yeah. I want to, I want, I want to uh, map out a scene, right? Uh, assuming I can record with this camera, I, I'm assuming you can, right? You can. Uh, but now yeah. I want to superimpose like the visual, like I want to have these characters in space, in 3D space, and sort of map out the way I, I record how i want the camera to move See, this is it's interesting what about like for for filmmaking yeah. if that works that yeah, way i mean sure. i don't know we don't know full capabilities yet but like if you if you could film from a first person perspective right. you know yeah. uh and you, get like a 3d you know map of like an environment going like yeah. it could be really useful for for previs for stuff yeah. it could be 100%. useful for yeah. i mean and beyond the regular the stuff that apple demoed i i just feel like there's a lot of potential on the platform. I totally, I just not sure that I am going to be buying in on version one because I don't mm-hmm. think I, un, unless, unless, you know, we suddenly make like $4,000. I mean, how much you, is you, money we need to make plus minus taxes? You and like I five grand or something. About, then we can buy one. You and I had talked about the idea of taking your prints and being able to see or your, your prints? photos. I'm sorry, oh yeah. Photos, the photos. And then maybe see how they might look. Yeah, like on a, on on your wall or on something. Wall. I mean, yeah. that's something you can basically. There's, I think there's a, a, a that we we should, we should do another Vision OS to, um, mm-hmm. topic, um, when, especially when it comes out. But like you could do that with a phone now, but it's not yeah. the same kind of experience, like the AR yeah. experience. Yeah. But in if you if you put it on, it'd be it'd be like that that cringy Meta demo from a few years ago. Remember that Metaverse demo video where he's like inside his virtual house and stuff. But yeah, it it, it I have okay. actually used my iPhone. 
and I think like the, the IKEA app or something like that to try to visualize something in a space, and it just think, you know makes closer a lot of sense to you know, like visualize. Um, Lightroom, but on steroids, right? As opposed, I like that. To, yeah. And then think about it from a consequence of like you were able to like scroll. Like, I think okay, I want this, and then bring out. You know, I'm doing these crazy minority these gestures, gestures, like minority like, port gestures. Out, you know, bring but out, you, you're right bring though out. because you know there might be interaction paradigms mm-hmm. that actually make you more efficient by doing it in this AR type of space than using a keyboard and mouse, maybe. Right. It depends on what you're doing. Like, I think d- direct manipulation of, of stuff or indirect manipulation in a 3D space, whatever, it, using gestures and things, it might actually be more efficient in some ways. Don't know. Or, yeah. Don't yeah. know. Or, it, it's like one of those things to experiment with because um, it's a new, it's a, it is a new paradigm that we're not, experience with yet and sure uh i still think i should i should probably i think i talked before i should probably just get one of those first gen or second whatever the cheaper meta headsets is it's like what is the one that's like a few hundred dollars now right because um i should probably just do that because Mm -hmm. i can play around a little bit right right cool well i think we should uh we've we've said our New Year's resolution. So yeah, I got to edit all this. So <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up here for now. Uh, you can learn more about Philly Coco at phillycoco.org. There you'll find links to our Slack group, meetup schedule, and contact info. If you're feeling generous, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcast platform of choice is. And share us with all your developer friends. And one more thing more dad jokes. Oh my God. <laughs> Because I'm thinking about getting an AK monitor on the first month of January. It will be my New Year's resolution. Oh, God. <laughs> are these your jokes? Or are these chat no, jokes? These are, these are Reddit <laughs> programmer Reddit, dad Reddit, jokes. It's even worse. That's, there's, there's, there's like your own jokes. There's then below that is chat <laughs> jokes. And then like way at the bottom of the barrel underneath some crud, that's Reddit jokes. Here's another one for you. A base class that converted to a derived class object walks into a bar. The bartender says, why do you look so downcast? Oh, my God. It's such a complicated setup, too. <laughs> and like, finally. Like, <laughs> and finally. I, lo- I love these jokes. I don't know why. So bad. What is a Disney lawyer's most favorite Windows command? What? IP, IP config slash renew. <laughs> that is perfect considering the the mickey mouse thing going on right now (laughs) till next time good luck on your own developer journey we will cheer for you always we didn't even get to my uh vision os i i screen rant The ice cream rant. <laughs> the ice cream uh, rant. Well, I, I Kodra heard it. What was Wait, we were talking you about? Might as well just say it on. Do the it now while I'm recording. No, oh, you don't want to do it. Of, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just like why, why is that? Why is that a thing? Can 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 we get rid of like five hundred dollars from the price? You talking about the, the fake deep fake eyes? Yeah, I just, I still, I, <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't. Stand I, it's it. it's I to hu- it. it's to humanize it. I I hate it so much.